and takes the lead away from Zapatio. Then Foxfighter Abel Whittley's battling. It's Mazu just in front from Zapatio. Mazu and Nick in front, edging clear the last little bit, and Mazu, the gelding's done the trick. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in studio with Johnny Walter. Suicide hotline, how can I help you? <laughs> Mate, you're happy, you're up and about. Tell you what, I found, I found someone angrier than you, Alexander Zarev. Did you give him his, your hat? He thinks he's a lumberjack. He's trying to chop down the bloody uh, the umpire's uh, chair. He's, he's, he has lost the plot. He's got to get six, 12 months. He's got to go. Got to go. He's, he's Nick Kyrgios bloody times 10. I think that's what uh, DK does after a uh, loser or a sick beat. Check in, DK. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a work in progress with that sort of stuff. As I, I'm happy to admit, uh, I don't mind venting, but... Uh, it's all part of the pro my process, but uh, yes, here we are down here in Nico. Big weekend coming up, Nico. Massive, massive weekend. I think it's a big show. Just the little, uh, the little off air chats happening <laughs> before the show. I reckon we're in for a big one here. <laughs> Warming up, we've warmed up very well. So yeah, no, we're primed and ready to go down here, Scooty. Mm, it's uh, it's wet and wild up here at uh, the Gold Coast. It's uh, just ducks and drakes. As I said, mate, good three at the bowling alley. Everything's all right <laughs> up here. We're, we're fine. I don't know. This is nothing. You've not seen anything yet. This is just like a little bloody, not even a touch of a monsoon. Sydney, uh, Sydney's starting to become underwater as well, so it's chipping Norton Week. And, of course, the as the autumn carnival just revs up in Sydney, you can just set your clock to it. It's uh, deluges of rain, the tracks. Everyone's like, oh, why are you putting all the money into prize money? You should be fixing the tracks. You can just set your watch to it. And then down in Melbourne... They have to uh, have to water their tracks, so everyone's talking about the bias on Twitter and whinging, and are they going to all well, the rails out three meters? Are going to water the inside of? It's going to happen at uh, Caulfield? Are they doing the same things as they used to do? So there's a bit of conjecture there. I just like that South Australia looks like it's finally tipping over. <laughs> Melbourne will be next, and then we won't have to worry about any of it. And, and we'll just be left with what Sydney. Sydney, that's right. Me and PBL will be the last men standing. <laughs> any thoughts there, boys? <laughs> Oh, he's a funny man. Well, it's good, good start. No, oh, mate, it's an outdoor sport last time I checked. So, um, but I was just saying, we're just talking to there. But if you're from down here and you've never seen sort of torrential, torrential rain, one of those joints, they had 400 mils overnight up there. 400. Like, I'd never seen it. My, my missus is from Malaysia. So I'd been over there, seen, you know, I'd never seen rain until I'd been over there and seen actual tropical downpours. It pisses down. Like, so, um, yeah, no, I can. And no, they showed the weather thing all on the news the other night, all that rain right up around the eastern seaboard. So um, as, as Scoot said, set your clock to it. This time of year, it's going to be mm. wet in the eastern seaboard. 135 mils they had on Wednesday. I someone not know what day is a day. It's Tuesday. They put up a heavy eight, 135 mils. <laughs> they always tell the truth. They call it off after 30 usually, but they're a heavy eight after 135. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, uh, well, just a quick recap of a couple of um, key runs from last week. Uh, best of Bordeaux was a good run in the worst going. I thought it might have been a lawnmower run. Will it get twelve hundred, Walt? Like it wasn't a lawnmower because he didn't send it didn't send itself out there. He sent it out there. I thought it was. I think it'll get a mile the way it went last week. I've never seen a run like it. Like maybe the there are absolute camels behind it. We'll, we'll find out. But um, like everyone barring up against Magic, who was out the back, did nothing, plod, 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 waited to the race go down, then stuck its head through, compared to old mate who missed it, jammed, jammed again, back to the inside, kicked five in front, and like, it was not you know, reasonably as strong as, as Magic on the line for mine. You know, I, don't know, I don't know why they're barring up over that horse when, when the winner did all the work. It was a crazy weekend of racing, wasn't it? Like, it was good. It was good. It, it had everything. Mm. It was like go-kart racing in Adelaide. 
And then you had the track bias, you had Animo. He looked like Halal was going to get up on the inside and he found a way to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T. Barry, best ride of his life, gets off it and said, I, I should have uh, I should have waited. I don't know what he's waiting for. Like, <laughs> holy heck. But, um, yeah, the, the $1.70 charges all bloody got paid. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was sweat, a weird day. It was a weird day. Next time, next round, is going to be interesting again. That's the good part. All these weird races are setting up for... Good race, good angles, and good yeah, betting angles absolutely. for guys like us. Mm. Were you going to say something, TK? No, I just say yeah. The anime made people sweat. I mean, it's not that uh, it doesn't look that scary to me to uh, going forward. So uh, we had a good sweat on him last year. This, it, this yeah, that's weekend, right. That's right. We? You did this coming up to this weekend. This <laughs> is bringing back memories for you, Nico. Got Blue Diamond weekend. I was in the cupboard for about six months <laughs> after that. <laughs> Oh, the great. <laughs> At least he was eight bucks, not all <laughs> seven. Oh, and then oh, you get all the clowns after the race. Oh, class prevails. Oh, oh, yeah. oh it's hard. I heard. I heard one person say that Animo was underrated on uh, on Sky. Oh, he's big, big foot. Look like Jabba the Hutt. Um, yeah, yeah. Underrated. I hope he goes round at two's on next start. That'd be great. Oh, Pinstripe and Captivant were pretty good uh, in uh, the CSAs. I think it was uh, in a lead up to Australian Guineas. Nico, any uh, sneaky male Hitotsu or What's the picture look like? Uh, Strong guineas. He's DK's horse, Satotsu. You love and him. You should be asking me now. You should be asking me now, Scooty. I've been there. I've got a new man. A new man. I've got a new man. As assistant <laughs> coach of the uh, Avondale Heights under tens, I coach little. I man. found out this year I'm coaching little Lenny Kahir. So at registration day the other day, oh. Aussie turns up. Aussie turns up in the Lambo and uh, signs Lenny up for the Red Jays. So <laughs> I couldn't help but grab. Grab Aussie and said, oh, yeah, hello, Aussie, DK, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yance, yeah, Yance is going good, blah, 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 this and that. And, uh, yeah, Hitotsu first up into the Australian Guineas. He's ticking along all right. But uh, uh, the other horse that uh, flashed home there uh, on the weekend, I think he oh, might be. Uh, forgot you. Oh, yeah, those blinkers. Those blinkers might have made a difference to him. Mm. So there we go. So as I said, I can't wait. Next conversation will be uh, Aussie, Aussie. Now tell me about Trent. You know, I really want to know about Trent. So I've got to find this connection with Trent. So that's my next agenda. We'll have a chat about Trent. <laughs> yeah, well, it uh, looks like it's going to be an open sort of Australian guineas. Pinstripe was good. Speaking of Trent's horse, it kind of wobbled away out there in front and Pinstripe mowed it down. Forgot you ran the fastest last 200 metres of the entire meeting. Forgot so you did. Yeah, he yeah. was just warming up there late. Captivant was strong late. Um, I, I tell you what, I I'll, he will have his work cut out. I see his favourite Hitotsu, regardless. First up at a mile against those three horses, he will have his absolute work cut out mm-hmm. to beat them home. I would have thought off that race, that race is going is the perfect setup for those horses with all their fast back into that race into the mile. I would say Hitotsu be happy will struggle to beat. Looks a, looks a false favourite. Yeah, at he, the does. Moment. he does. He Purely does. Purely based on height. Obviously, he's got a lot of ability, but his best win was in the Derby over twenty five hundred. He's going to be. 1,600 metres first up off some so, so trials. People got to turn a foot too. Like he's going to – you've got to have to, have to be – you know, they, they've got to get him fit. I got told at the older when the trainers get him first up at 14 and 16, they've got to have him fit, right? Mm. And that can sap the turn of foot out of their legs. So the bit more dour. And those horses, you saw how hard they sprinted on the weekend. Like they sprinted really hard. And they've got the, – I love that coming off that that sprint home 1,400 into the 16. So, yeah, I'd be worried about how dour he is first up. We need the mail though. Huh? Monday night, oh, Tuesday night, uh, pretty training. Uh, yeah, the Aussie, yeah, Aussie, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, for easy. Aussie meat. Stud value, you'd think he's just absolutely wound up. He's already ticked the 2,500 metre box, but uh, for a stallion, he needs that uh, group one over 1,600 metres, so he's got that big uh, winning range. But, yeah, it's an interesting with Hotatsu because he was only three uh, lengths behind Captivant and Animo in the Guineas, and um, that was a massive, massive run. And, 
I guess yeah, stepping out to the derby, he only he only bet um, Allegron, so it wasn't like it was a uh, a vintage win there. You're shaking your head there, Walt. No, it's just him. Yeah, just yeah. all that, like all this two year old, three year old form. It's like you're trying to line them up because who to beat every start? They're all just camels. It's just bloody so hard to line them up. The worst form there is is three year old twenty five hundred meter form. I mean, you know, well, that, why, why that, that horse won a well, horse won at Kimber the other day. I think it went to like a class one. Was it a class one? The thing that Nash rode or something, and it was coming out of the Derby. And, like, you just, yeah, well, it got beat a fair way. But, um, yeah, that's how far back in grade some of these horses have got to go to get a win. I'm sorry, Mick Price, just on that scoop before you move on, Mick Price was, again, was saying Mick Price spoke a lot this week, saw him on plenty of things because he's got the Blue Diamond favourite. But he just, when he speaks, you listen, he speaks so much sense. He said, why the hell are we stretching these three-year-olds out to 2,500 and, and, and really gutting them and early in their careers and early in their you know, and whatnot. So, again, another one to bring that derby back to 2000. No, oh, well, I think Racing New South Wales have already solved the problem. They've thrown more money at the spring champion and the derby sort of well, sort of sits where it sits now and it's problem lot, solved. So Mick doesn't have to worry about that. Owners and trainers are trying to get them up to run in those races to run third and fourth and sell them for $2 million to Hong Kong anyway. So mm-hmm. it's just a bloody... Everyone's got their own agenda and no one's really caring about, you know, racing them on or anything like that, I don't think. So Mick Price is probably alone and he's a sort of... Or like maybe twenty five hundred back to two thousand doesn't really matter to what price they get when they sell them or or prize money, so it, that that wouldn't hurt. But um, no one's really concerned about racing or long term effects to fields or horses. I don't think really deep down. Mm. Another one uh, that caught my eye was Barbrader. The market uh, was more so the market. They absolutely uh, hammered this horse. They just absolutely knew Barbrader in the vanity last week. Fourteen hundred first up. Thoughts, Nico? There. Uh, similar to Argentia, had a fair bit of improvement to come. So I think what she does off that, she only improve off. Uh, she didn't beat much. Like that was sort of midweek form, uh, ancient girl and cardigan queen. But oh, cardigan, cardigan, <laughs> cardigan queen. queen. You remember? Yeah, cardigan queen. They're in a what is it? Thousand meter maiden. Maiden at Warnable. We had well, we unloaded on it in the bulldozer stream this year. Found a way to get beat there. And he's about four starts later. Stakes placed behind Barb Raider. Like spare me, please. But anyway. Carry on, carry yeah, it looks, looks a two thousand meter horse, Barbara. So I'd just be, I'd be waiting till till she gets that trip to sort of back her to beat some of the better Sydney fillies, which may be the path she takes. Yeah, what a thought. So speaking of uh, uh, live streams and punters club, we're going to do a uh, a little bit of a silent punters club on Saturday. You've you've, you've heard of a silent disco, Walt? That'd be right up your alley. I'm not really. You play your own music, you're in your own headspace. Mate, I, I, I was talking my sleep, so uh, silent anything is not really my speciality. Right, so what we're going to do is, uh, from Magic Beans Day, we had a little bit of problems with the uh, the banking app. They've since been fixed. We've uh, fixed the sound notifications on the app, so we're just going to do a uh, silent punters club. So after the show, make sure uh, you jump onto Little Birdie TV, you download the app if you want to follow the tips, but you just go into the live um, <clears throat> the live stream promotions area on the Top Sport account. You can deposit anywhere between five hundred or fifty dollars, sorry, to a thousand, and uh, we'll close the bank on midday on Blue Diamond Day. So you'll just get a uh, a compilation of, I guess, our best bets. We'll talk some strategy. Might uh, have a couple of hail mary multis to try and get a big return. So not sure where the bank's going to uh, land, but it's more so just to uh, test drive the app and make sure it's all working your end. So no live stream, but a punters club for Blue Diamond Day. So it's going to be a ripper. So check out Little Birdie TV. Uh, their website and all over our social channels. And you'll even do a little uh, five-minute tutorial on how to get set for that one. So make sure you tune into that for the next couple of days. So if uh, you want to follow all our action on Saturday, um, we're definitely taking the app for a test run. So I've uh, I've done a little quiet one myself, and it uh, looks like it's uh, absolutely Mickey Mouse. So everything's balancing correctly, so there'll be uh, no drama. So we'll bet from about midday uh, through till 6 p.m. on Saturday, and then all the money will just go back into your Top Sport account. 
we're with Top Sport because they take the big bets and from an AML perspective too. So we can't just sit there and pick off all the boogies, but um, we're happy to bet with Top Sport as they give us a fair crack at it. So big one on Saturday for the uh, the silent uh, punters club on Saturday. It's going to be a ripper and check out our Discord chat or the YouTube. Uh, actually, we won't have YouTube, so check out uh, our Discord channel if you want to talk about uh, what's happening in the punters club there. On today's show, Nico Noonan is going to have a look at the Blue Diamond and Oakley Plate. Beat the Bagman is back. Race three and race seven, he's going to preview there. And as Walt alluded to, SA, the wheels are starting to fall off, aren't they? T McAvoy signaled he's leaving. Last actual race I watched there. Well, that's got to be three years ago. Shame. It's a shame. I used to love Adelaide Race. Uh, I don't know if they still do very often anymore. There are a couple of issues uh, popping up in Adelaide. Mug Punner, he's still on holiday. He looks a million bucks. We've uh, seen his little sneak preview. Uh, he can. He got, got and beat. Yes, but Mug. I tell you what, Mug's got seventy kilos, and he's just like pulling it straight back. So, and I can't wait to find out what he's back because yeah, anyway, he put a poll up yesterday whether he'd do a, uh, a Melbourne set or a Sydney set, but he was allowing for a, a cancelled meeting. So he, he was adamant that he'd get a tip out there. So he's done Melbourne and Sydney, which is um, treacherous. I would have thought you got to stay in your lane, don't you? Get a jigsaw puzzle and do that instead, honestly, but anyway. Top Sport Steamers are due for a couple of winners, and up first, uh, it's Walt, but uh, Manscaped are our new sponsor. I haven't uh, I haven't got the weed wacky here. I haven't got any product just on show, but uh, it's really good to launch. Johnny, if you want me to whip them uh, off. You have you? Yeah, we've got them You off. do, yeah? So you, with the pack, you get... You get a free Manscaped jocks. <laughs> Walt's got them on. <laughs> the last time you took your pants off, you're back to winner in the well, I've got them back a winner. I haven't had my pants off since. I've still got them on. Oh, you were pretty good with uh, Marzu last week. Gee, he, uh, he runs straight. It just it panned out perfectly. I don't know what uh, they were doing on Able Willie. Everyone knew the inside was off, and then you've got Marzu in the plum spot. I don't know what they were doing back in Able Willie. I had good judges trying to tell me he should have been odds on. He's a group one horse, and... It was a bit of a weird steer, but, he, you know, he was always the one that was going to be out the back compared to the rest. And really, like, as you said, it worked out well for Marzu and Zapateo, but if anything, it should have helped him as well, and he was just whacking behind him. So another Waller second up whacker. Uh, he did look uh, one out of the box, but uh, different horse now, uh, Marzu. He's got the uh, the plums out. All right, let's have a look at Randwick this Saturday. Race two, if they go ahead, I'm sure they will. PVL will find a way. Uh, the midway handicap. Uh, the Midway's got a sponsor. There's no real sponsor here. Oh, mate, it? Midway should be sponsored by Tuesdays at Corindai because that's where they should be on at. But this one, uh, as I said, this whole meeting diabolical. So I just kept coming back to this one as some sort of an angle. But uh, with, with reservations, I'm putting it out there very early, reservations. Yeah, Bryce Hayes up and about. Key Largo, J-Mac on $3.80 favourite here. Delexo is four sixty. May Rose $5.00. Uh, Delat, Delat, or whatever it's called, $11 switched, Esteem Lady, $13, and Epic Dan, $15. The replay we're going to have a look at here is May Rose at Rosie on the rail, Sitting second last here with, uh, the yellow cap with Jay Collett steering. Walt, take us so away. They did go a little bit quick here, not crazy, but uh, always good to see these horses sort of defying the, the, the pattern at, at Canterbury and running on from back at the field. So did get off the bit a bit early, but, you know, tacks on here, gets to the middle and really strong late, which is... The key to its chances on Saturday, I, I was, you know, Key Largo, and this is the two horses that I think will be closing. Key Largo's 42 days between runs. Uh, this this horse is uh, just off a more traditional prep and 12.50 back to 12. My issue is an inside draw for Jay Collett, and if he goes looking towards the inside, you know, you could be heading for the gap. But uh, <laughs> I think that this horse should be strongest late. And um, the other horse there, that Delexo, mm. is J-Mac off. 
James Innes Jr. on with 60 and a half. It's one of the weirdest rider changes I've ever seen. I know J-Mac goes on to Bryce's horse, but I don't know if that was a a plan. Maybe it was because, you know, Bryce does target these midway, so maybe he had uh, James book nice and early. If it wasn't 42 days between runs, I'd be really keen on Key Largo. It's just... Just that that seven weeks or six weeks and um, and and no trial or whatever it is. So, but I think they're the two main players. Whereas Delexo's got to go up to, to up in trip and 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 sixty and a half and Jimmy Innes. So I'd uh, I'd be keen to play around it and, and maybe maybe back um, Mayrose and save on Key Largo, even though it's a a nightmare of a horse to follow. Your horses always go off. So Mayrose five dollars. I don't think you? it'll go off. I don't think it'll go off. I okay. think uh, just a horse with it. Get sort back, of, Pat. Yeah, get back. I don't think it'll go off. I don't think there's any big big um, stake in the market or anything this week. It's just a bloody hard meeting where you can pick holes in just about every horse and, you know, inside out. So there's the way this track's going to play. I, I was trying to find brutality and horses around like Ellsberg's race. Looks like it's a false favourite. Quantico looks like it should be 25 to 1 at $3.60, but mm. it's hard to find a, a horse that's set up to win. You're, like, you're coming back to horses like Superior who can't run the trip, hate wet tracks, and mm. you, you're trying to entertain and them still winning. So it's a tough day at Round Week on Saturday for mine. Mm, very elegant and interesting one. She's 280. Colette, every time you hear the rain coming, I think of Colette. I thought her run uh, was really good last start. Think yeah. it over. PR Six bucks last time. Colette, like before the, the prices came out, was a was a, a nice, nice play, but it, not not a horse you want to hang your hat on either. Like it's a it's a bit of a, a sucky horse too, but um, nice draw, wet track. You'd, you'd expect very elegant having another barrier trial. It might win, but I don't think they care either way. She's you know like a a mare that's done a job, and they've got bigger, um, bigger fish to fry down the line, and and your 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 pinup horse, think it over, will be there again. He'll be in the right spot. Just uh, whether the, the super heavy track ties him down a bit. He's a big boy. Mm. And then Espiona and Fangirl. Yeah, I, I, that's another race where I, I just it's very hard to line it up, especially with the heavy track. They'll they'll, they'll just be whacking. I just uh, it's just hard to get excited about these races. They're they're going to be good spectacles, but I don't think from a betting perspective they. Um, there's too many angles. Like I'd rather muck around with horses like Heresy, and um, there was another horse at 25 to one in that race that um, that appeals. I'd rather be specking those at big odds than charging into short odds on on this track. Mm, never been kissed or something. Like that. Uh, Yearning. No, no, uh, Four moves ahead. Hinged. Zuzarella. No. Star Tontos. Yeah, Startontos maybe, 25 to 1. I thought mm. it wasn't silly, but Her- Heresy's the horse I'm probably most interested in at a big price. Mm, big punter owners going down to watch it, so that could be a nice little angle. Mm. But uh, Startontos first up uh, didn't do enough for me. But uh, any thoughts? Ran the other day since, didn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah it was okay. Yeah. Uh, Nico or DK, any uh, Sydney questions for uh, Walt? Any short balls? No, I've, I've actually chimed into May Rose. I got her beat twice at Goulburn at the start of the campaign. Mm. She's had three runs since. She was 30s into 14s in a group race, and she's won the other two. So... My patience is wearing a bit thin with her, but obviously since I've dropped off, she's gone to a new level. Um, but, yeah, like Walt said, the heavy track in Sydney, that's just uh, it's going to make it tricky for a few races. I did look at the two-yard races, actually. I thought Al Padrino was a bit of a false favourite in the Skyline. I reckon uh, Sandpaper and Rise of the Masses might be the horses there. Dead set reckon nothing can win that race. That is going to be a hard race. I wanted to find Timmy's in that race, but it's drawn one. I'm, like, sitting the thing, draw 27, draw 20, draw one, like, of all things. but. Um, he just looks like a bit of a bulldog, and and sandpaper a bit the same way. If they went another fifty yards the other day, he would have fought back and beat that horse. So, yeah, I can't knock it. It's a bit of a, a tough one. The the two everything cool and gather again. What, what, what you nearly scratch it? You know? like you're going to run on a heavy twenty. The poor bugger's been up since bloody 
Christ was playing for bloody whatever, but it's just, uh, yeah, anyway. There's a fair bit going on in uh, Walt Scone, so if you want access to that, make sure you go to racingwatch.com.au and uh, you can subscribe to his Discord channel. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of uh, blogs with head noise in it, and I love it. If you love racing, get, oh, get in there. Such you, just so diverse. You're talking. Would like, I be the maddest person in there? No. Yeah. Which is which is a big concern. Yeah. They talk about 10-pin bowling, pro build, the collapse of that. Oh, uh, crypto, we've got the golf. crypto channel where you've got no idea what's uh, going the go- on in there. The golf's, golf's pretty good. Tennis, there's a fair bit to them with uh, Phil Mickelson's, the Rev, there's uh, <laughs> everything. And there's, it's, it's, the it's, Dubai World Tour. It's very laugh. entertaining uh, chat, so make sure you check out racingwatch.com.au. But uh, that's, that's our rations of, of Walt stuff. But uh, he only picks one race. But uh, as you can see for the last couple of weeks, Marzu was uh, a, a great tip and so was Snap Dancer. So he's probably leading our Brownlow. He's taken over from Shane Adair. At the moment for this season, he's uh, the front runner. Although Nico's going all right, he had Crystal Pegasus last week. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll take a break and uh, we'll put Shane Adair under the gorilla, the poor bugger. He's got to uh, fly the flag for SA. Good luck. Welcome back to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host Scoot. I'm joined by Walt. We're up at the Gold Coast, wet and wild here, and in studio in Melbourne's DK and Nico Noonan. But it's time to talk Adelaide Racing with Pete the Bag and Shane Adair. G'day, guys. Nice to be back on. I'm angry this week, Scoot. Very, very angry. If you've read my Twitter feed, I'm, I'm, I'm peaking at a 12 out of 10 at the moment. Um, as you can see, my acting's not that good. I'm, anger's not doesn't sit with me that well, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be angry, Scoot. I you- haven't got the uh, DK purple colouring going, so you can't be a completely <laughs> atomic just yet. Atomic. Be true. Be true. Be true. Be true. Be- just, uh, are you still in uh, still in Adelaide, baby? Because I tell you what, uh, last of the Mohicans, I think uh, you and uh, JJ with his little farm out there and uh, Mr. Kelton with his uh, fish and chip shop, you guys will be the last men standing there. I tell you what, uh, everyone's just fleeing. Jamie Carr left, the jumps left Oakbank, McAvoy's gone to Ballarat. He's, uh, he's leaving Berend Vorster, I, I hear, but uh, is Kayla Crowther staying? Is Will Clark and must be next to go. He's travelling horses to Dubai. Can't be long before he leaves. What's what's going on over here in Adelaide? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit grim reading at the moment, isn't it? If you're on the uh, outside looking in, um, look. I guess the McAvoy news was sort of on the cards. He was already a foot in Ballarat. Um, it makes perfect business sense for him to be based out of Victoria now. We don't race for enough prize money, um, unfortunately, for uh, those sort of big operations. But, um, yeah, something needs to be done. Um, I think that point of consumption tax is uh, high on the agenda of most SA racing fans, and that needs to be changed. We need to get more funds back in the industry. Well, so so, so you should. It was, the, it was the rotten SA... Well, you know, careful what I say. It was the South Australian Treasurer who created the rotten point of consumption tax and then hasn't tipped a, hardly a coin of it back into the South Australian racing industry. It's an absolute disgrace. And I say, anyway, you're spot on there, Bag. I can see why you're pissed off. Well, so I don't understand how the government expect racing to grow. So they're the highest tax jurisdiction or equal highest, and they give the least amount back. So if you've got like a golden goose, surely you want to just keep pumping it. Well, come on, say something. You're just no, about to no, explode I, I, here. I, I, South Australia's outside of my jurisdiction. They're the only ones I haven't pissed off. So, you know, I just try and stay sweet there. I think they're doing a great job. Uh, you know, the whole industry's collapsing around them. They're not tipping any money into it. And, you know, long, long may they reign. They're doing a great job. Fix this. Is it a, a Nick Redden problem? They've got to lobby government better. What like, I, I remember, like, 10 or 12 years ago when I started out in the Darwin days of the corporate bookies, the hardest place for us to market to customers was SA. 
and I think it still is now, and I think New South Wales have maybe joined them and clamped down, but to grow your customer base in Adelaide used to be diabolical, and I guess it still is, but the corporate bookie boom has gone on for, say, 10 or 12 years, and SA have missed all that opportunity. They were just handcuffed. We couldn't market to customers properly, and SA people, do they actually like racing bagmen? Well, it's hard to get these people back once they're lost to the sport, as you well know. Um, your owners want to see their horses race in South Australia. Um, South Australia's turned into a little bit of a dumping ground now for horses. Um, our standard of Saturday races have really dropped. We have quite a few benchmark 60s, even a maiden on a Saturday now. Um, this was unheard of when I was a kid to have these sort of low-class races. Now, if any horse has ability, they get up to a benchmark 75, 80 very quickly, and then we don't see him again. So they head off to Victoria, and that's understandable as well. The owners need to pay the bills. Um, it's an expensive industry, as you well know. Uh, training is not any cheaper, so um, they need to find winners. They need to get where the prize money is. It's not in South Australia at the moment. As you touched on that point of consumption tax, so Tasmania get more funding from their government than South Australia does yearly. So uh, just let that ring out to their listeners. It's a, a sad state of affairs. It's not a Liberal Labor bashing thing. Um, it's an SA government thing. Something needs to change and needs to change quickly because this next five to ten years will uh, basically decide whether the sport's heading down the tubes like harness racing in this state or uh, can it actually prosper. We've got quite a few trainers in this state who are – under that 45 sort of banner, we've got Michael Hickmon, Will Clark, and Ryan Balfour, Travis Dowdle, just to name a few. These trainers need to be locked in. They need to be sought out about what they want going forward so they don't leave and we can really grow that training base for the next 20 to 30 years. Mm, some very really good punters out of SA. There's, uh, yeah, eight, and there's super great too. Jesus Christ, back yeah. in the day, we were saying when I was a bit easy. Holy hell. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to see, but um, hopefully they can turn it around. And I think uh, they just need to get some of that, uh, that POC tax money. You just can't take, take, take. And here's an example. Like, we've got this, we've got a jumper, uh, Britannicus, obviously, and the, uh, the Lord Ream stakes here. I think Nico pointed it out. You've got a group three over 2,600 metres. I know you're going to get a bit of, uh, you know, it's never going to be a classy affair, but you've got Hastala War, uh, Wertheimer, Sabene, Camford, uh, Epidurement, Centelmo Fuego. I think Britannicus, who's a hurdler, he'd be the fifth highest rated, rated horse in a group three over 2,600 metres. Like, it's just insanity. Mm. It's, it's, it's everywhere, like racing across the board now. It's just the, the quality, the breed is dying. Like, it really is. And, and, and it starts at the, you know, the two-year-old sales. Everyone targeting these two-year-olds. We're selling off the best of the best. You've got Japan does the opposite. We're talking about they buy the best, won't let you get near anything of any quality to, yeah. to, to take it out of the country, whereas we just stay... You know, here it is. Come buy our farms, come buy our horses, come buy whatever we want, and then we have a wins that we've got nothing left. Mm. You're looking at two scoot at that um, prize money of that group three race. They're, the winner of that will take home a bit over 60,000 to the winner there. They'll, they'll get more running around just on a Saturday at, at Caulfield or Flemington. Why would a Kieran Ma, mm. et cetera, bring their, their stayers here? There's just no point. And, and mm. destroy their rating in the process. Yeah, that's yeah, their rating. Right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there you go. So it's. Uh, well, the only the only benefit is maybe some uh, black type in the uh, the stud book. So therein lies probably the problem. All right, let's have a look at uh, Morford Phil. We'll uh, we'll try and be a little bit positive, positive hat back on uh, race three. Uh, the Zilzy Wines handicap one of DK's drops, no doubt. The Sharwin uh, is the favourite here. Sorry, Sharwin uh, two dollars eighty in from three twenty Manhattan Times three seventy Angel like 
460 out of five. Um, Samson is $12, and then you've got Residue 13 and Street Swagger $14. Going to have a look at the replay of Angel Like in the Clark and Colours here. Take us away, Bateman. This is Angel Like's last start. It was at Mooney Valley. If you're angry now and you backed Angel Like this night, you'll be even angry again because this was probably an absolute certainty beaten. Um, heavily backed. Saw daylight a little bit too late. Rockets to the line. Um, yeah, a moral beaten. I think today, today's race at Morpherville, we'll get a beautiful run just behind the speed. I think uh, Sharman, who's also got a nomination for Ballarat on Sunday, so we'll see where that ends up lobbing, is obviously the clear danger. But I had Sharwin and Angel like not much between them in the uh, my markets, so there's a little bit of value there currently. I think the claim for Ben Price will also be a big aid, gets him well, and... Uh, yeah, as DK says, Bagman only comes on here to pick Will Clark and runners, so I think I've found another one for the, <laughs> our loyal followers. I see uh, some people will be a bit worried, 9.55 start up to uh, 1,200 metres, but it's all, already boasts a win over 1,200. It's had 2,000 metre runs, 9.55, so. I, I, I thought I, I looking at that, oh, that's the query for me, a, a strong, the end, end of a strong 1,200. So um, that, that 1,200 at one was out of a shoot and – was on empty at the end, but um, yeah, but it's just it's just the way they mix distances, you know, 1200 up back to 955, back up to 1200. It's just but they do it a lot in South Australia, I know they do it more than they I know in other jurisdictions. Well. Like Perth, Perth, yeah. very similar jurisdiction, and you see horses are 1800 back to 1400, thousand meter form to 1200, and that the market just absolutely loves them, so yeah, yeah, it's, they're just completely different ball in. games like to Victoria when you're doing form. I suppose everywhere's different, but um. I found, like, looking at some Perth races, my brother Trav does a lot of form in Perth. Like, even he said to me, like, the difference in just how they prepare their horses. Like, they can go 12 to 1,600 and they don't care. Like, mm. it's very strange. Mm. If anyone can get a horse to jump in trip, it's got to be Clarkin, isn't it? Clarkin can get him to run through the wall. So why would he not be a 245 metres is not going to stop him? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, back? I think that's uh, what Nico was saying, too, about the horses needing jumping up in trip is that, so limited opportunities as well with uh, races and classes here in South Australia. They need no good to them sitting in the paddock. So if they're fit and ready to run and that's close enough, we roll. Yeah, well, that's like in Victoria. Well, you can accept them pretty much the same similar sort of race, 1,300, 1,200 metre BM64, and you've got about four cracks at it, Pakenham, Ballarat, Bendigo, yeah. like it, it, obviously, it obviously loves the 955 at Mooney Valley. It's just had no luck, you know. So there's only a few of them. Well, actually, the final's coming up soon, isn't it? So mm, we, love, so. we love bringing up bad beats on this show, just yeah, re, <laughs> reliving our pain that's after it, last start. you got to embrace the pain as a punter. Burgers are better over in uh, SA. they got better chalky milk. they got the pie floater. What's the, what's the most popular burger joint over there, Bagman? The way we're travelling, mate, it'll be probably McDonald's, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Plenty of gourmet burgers here for you, Ski. You'll go right on the tooth. you have to bring the mug over with you, mate, and have a... Uh, a hamburger tour of South Australia. We might have to uh, ask Will Clarkin. All right, let's have a look at uh, Morfittville Race 7 here. This is uh, the next to Bagman's, and it's been the reward that's come up favourite here, 440. Japery is uh, 650 into 550. Spark up. So Walt needs to do $6.50. Field of Roses, $8. Struck by. Feels like uh, we've backed this horse before. Uh, $8. Cool Magnum, 950. Young Jimmy, 950. And Cafe Rizzo's out at $18. And it's Japery, the horse that we're going to. Have a look at here in the blue with the white star and red cap from the Paddy Payne stable. 
outside leader. Yeah, this is Jay Pree's last run. As you said, it was on the uh, Parks track. They went hard in this race and uh, Jay Pree was... Yeah, sitting outside the speed, you'll notice in the white there, Fulton Street knocks up quite badly. But uh, Jay Perry kicked strongly, only run down late by Night Passage. We've seen Night Passage win again from this start. This was a benchmark 82 this day. Drops now down to a benchmark 68. We get Angus Wang Chung, get the three kilo off. So he gets him very well at the weights. You go back through Jay Perry's form there, there's solid runs behind mine, Thunderstruck. Um, that's more than capable of winning this event. I think you'll get a nice run just behind the speed and uh, will be very, very hard to beat and looks one of the best each-way bets on the program. Tell, tell, tell us a bit more about Angus Chung there, um, uh, Bagman. I've just had a look at his stats and things this morning when you're tipping this horse and, um, geez, he's, he's going good. He's a, I don't know much about him, three-kilo kid. He's sixth on the premiership. His, his strike rate's good. His ROI's good. So he he's obviously goes good at the caper. Yeah, certainly does. He's definitely developing week by week. He's... Definitely getting better opportunities. Trainers are definitely recognising that. And look, if Paddy Payne's happy enough to put him on, I'm happy enough to support Paddy in that uh, position. He rode Jay pretty well last start. It was just unlucky that he just cooked a little bit too early with Fulton Street out inside of him. Night Passage got the job there done. But uh, I think you won't have to think too hard from Barry One, jump it out and just sit behind the speed and hopefully pop out and get the cash. And how's, uh, how's uh, Jay Huxtable? How's he recovered? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what an incident that was. Uh, just leave it to Glenn Boss, mate. Just yeah, leave it to Boss. Stood high in the irons and saluted after winning the Kangaroo Island Cup and came off, hit the deck 10 metres later. That was good. What did he get? Have they, have they pinged him yet? Uh, he's probably he's he's still got, getting he got off. Fine. Yeah, he got a, got oh, a few weeks. He got, got a few weeks, weeks for that. Um, Three weeks, I think. He was fine. He got up and walked off. I think Ego might have been dented a little bit, I think, there for Justin. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think just leave it to Bossy or Brendan Avdala. I think he might have the king of uh, salutes after winning the Oaks. You don't salute on a, when the home turns 47 metres <laughs> yeah, after winning right. the <laughs> my, my DMs just lit up like a Christmas tree oh, with that video. I was trying to it make was, sure before I sent the video that he wasn't dead. That was what I was worried about, that he hadn't hurt himself. That I, didn't, I was like, my God, because oh. I was watching um, something out wide, maybe a bit of Dubbo or something, and, uh, and, and noticed him cartwheeling. He went up with the, the big salute, and I thought, oh, I thought, oh, well, that's what the video. Oh, have a yeah. look at this guy. He's just gone over the top with salute. And I thought that's what I was watching for. And the next thing you know, he's on the deck. Yeah. Was, and I, it looked like he it didn't look good either. No, it looked real bad. Mm. They do. They, they can look bad. But uh, Angus Chung, I tell you, what, he's put me in the cupboard a, like, many times. I bet a lot in Adelaide. I swear to God, I've never heard of him. <laughs> I know. You <laughs> the look on your never face. You're like, who is this guy? And I'm like, for me, it was just like instant pain. <laughs> he just, he just bobs up. Mm. And he can bob up on uh, a roughy too. He, he he can find the front and just just not stop. And obviously three kilo claimants. I guess what the uh, the, the trainers well, I think are trying to do. Want, what I did see, I think if there's anyone to pull outside, I think it's David Bagman might be able to confirm this. But it's either David Jolly or Richard Jolly. He's six from twelve for one of those trainers. Six from twelve. Mm. There's a wheelhouse there, so um, someone's using him very effectively. It's steady stuff. All right. I think uh, we've beaten up Bagman and uh, SA Racing enough for today. And uh, fingers crossed uh, these horses can run a little bit straighter than last week. Fonsolet was a bit disappointing, heavily backed. Not much in the stewards report, but um, no surprise, I suppose. It was like a... I don't know. I'll probably... I can't say anything. I'll probably get in trouble too, but uh, I was a little bit underwhelmed with the stewards report. I thought they might have gone digging deeper, but maybe I just overbet the horse. But... um. Thanks, Bagman. You've uh, if you've done all right there. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they can run a little bit better than Fonsolet last week. It's a little bit disappointing, and uh, hopefully we can get this uh, POC tax changed by the 
by next week when I come on so I can spruik some positive messages. I would have thought so. <laughs> uh, yeah, we might have to uh, have a rally or a protest. That's they, right. uh, they, they're working in some jurisdictions, but uh, that was Beat the Bagman, and uh, hopefully we've got a couple of winners there for you. Puntingform.com.au. If the stewards don't have the answers, puntingform.com.au can help you with their uh, their sectional times and their benchmarks. Nico is a big disciple of it, and you hear guys like Nick Ashman and other guys uh, on racing.com talk about these par times. You can get your head around it too. It's very simple with puntingform.com.au. Uh, really easy. Just log in. It all lives in the cloud, and it's been a game changer for me. So you can get track bias, lanes, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's uh, it's great stuff. All right. Uh, we'll take a – actually, no, let's just keep going. We'll uh, we'll just chime straight into Crawford and have a look at the Blue Diamond. But a uh, little hat tip, Crystal Pegasus uh, last week. DK, you gave it the press off the uh, the wireless too. J-Mac got on radio and uh, spouted it. So it was, uh, it was a nice little start for the uh, the bet doctor followers, Crystal Pegasus. Even Walt's nodding, so maybe he had a shekel or two on it. Um, question for the panel, though, uh, just off, off the back of that. I'll go you first, Walt, just to get us off on a real positive note. Mm-hmm. How much racing media do you consume? So I guess like shows on Sky.com, RSN. So I guess sometimes you're forced to listen to it. Sky's finished. Sky, no good, no volume, you no Sky's sound finished. except for the races. It's just finished. It's gone. It's just there's no <laughs> – you can only turn it on. You've got to try and time it right when those they stop talking and the and the race caller kicks in and you want to listen to the race. Otherwise, you just – you get you get fried like yeah. anyway, and then after the race they're even worse because they find every winner those boys they've all been trained by Gator that <laughs> oh I've got one two six eight and five here and then it comes in nine ten eleven he goes oh yeah but the obvious were nine ten eleven you know oh you just dot com yeah watch get on or any of the dot com shows I don't well I'm not yeah there's You're so not much in, product no. in New South Wales I don't I'm a bad so I don't listen to the radio I don't Nothing. listen to the, a little bit of Twitter and if I want to find out about a horse I'm yeah. more chance to search yeah. For, for if there's anything been around, then then to listen. DK, yeah, I'm um, I'm more yeah towards self interest. So anything that I think something about maidens is going to be mentioned, um, I'm not really much into the other narrative and all that. And I don't have time these days. I mean, I, I'm my time. I wish I had the Tinder swindler's time management skills, fair Dinkum, because <laughs> I mean he was he was just group one at it, but. Um, and I've got kids. I've got kids in things every five nights a week and things like that. So I'd love to sit there and watch Get On and the boys and um, TB and Doctor Turf and that last night. But I I don't have time. So I watch. Um, I watch while I'm sitting on the couch or everyone else is watching Survivor on the phone. I watch the Troll Show because I know Maddie Welsh had a lot of up and coming horses. So I watch that on .com and also Sectional Stars. If Larry throws up a few, can go around the grounds and find the throughout wide and the maidens. Just so I just want to see what people think and what people are doing and. Just, just for my own sort of um, thing, but um, oh yeah, I, I'm a bit time poor now. But um, yeah, those sort of things that, that could affect my self interest. Nico, what about you? Uh, I consume a fair bit. Uh, yeah, autumn contenders or spring contenders. Yeah. The show that was on last night. That's a good show with Benny. It's got TV. It's got Maddie TV. Doctor Turf. They've got a good crew doing that. That's a like I usually always listen to that before doing this show or doing other podcasts. Um, so always like to get sort of their thoughts, especially uh, Benny. He's a jet, so. It's probably one of them. Uh, the Rant, I usually listen to a lot of their stuff, um, especially with on the sad days and their review stuff out of Sydney. And then, um, yeah, apart from that, that's about it, really. Mm. What about you, Scooty? Mm. Oh, I just put myself through the torture of Saturday mornings uh, with, I guess, some Sky Central, just sort of laugh at what everyone's wearing and talking about. And some, some dot-com shows, some of their, I guess, the, their magazine shows like you get on. And I just have that in the background when I'm sort of mucking around on a, on a Saturday morning. Uh, RSN don't don't listen to any of that and oh, I seem Daniel O'Sullivan um, sat with us one day on a Melbourne Cup uh, table 
and he 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 gave me a little bit of a pearl away, and he he only watches it to know when horses are going off and who's tipping and um, if he likes a horse, he'll he'll want to know if someone else has found it to to know when to bet. So I think that's probably the best tool to if you're going to watch the show. Well, that's what I take out of it. I don't really want them to tell me what to choose and like and pick, but if a horse is going off, I sort of want to know why, and that's how I, I look. I, I I try and gather that information. But no, like I'm I'm very haphazard. Don't really um, consume any shows. The Racing Rants a, a great show. Started to tune into some of Walt's business, um, and Nico's podcasts are really good. But yeah, I don't spend a lot of time um, in it, and I guess I'm just a bit tied up with little birdie stuff. But um, yeah, I used to I used to like uh, RSN when um, Shane Anderson was on it, but um, for that little hour show. But um, yeah, I've sort of dropped real on the wayside with um, all that sort well, of stuff. Big, but, um, I mean, who knows what's going to go on there? I mean, they're all just waiting for the tap on the shoulder or the called into the office, all the RSN people, because um, just, you know, what's going to happen, you know? The merger. Yeah, mm. yeah well, they've been bought out. They're like, it's just, oh, what are Racing.com going to do with them? They're going to shut them down or give the talent more jobs or keep it going or do something. So, anyway, watch this space. Mm. Yeah, who knows? All right. Um, I thought that was an interesting little question, given uh, DK had uh, the wireless on. I thought, oh, how much how much RSN does DK uh, actually listen to? But uh, Blue Diamond Stakes is uh, the feature race here at Caulfield on Saturday, and it's Jack and O uh, remaining favourite there at Top Sport five dollars. Revolutionary Miss, interesting go yesterday, eight dollars into five fifty. There's a couple little uh, moves, um, and then the market sort of corrected itself a little bit. Lofty Striker Drifter six out to seven dollars. Uh, Sebenak was a, a bit of a sneaky go too. It was eight fifty to nine into five fifty, and then it's popped back out to seven. Miss Rosiano is eleven. Tommy Afey's uh, nineteen into sixteen. Another lightly raced uh, Seymour setup job. Uh, Dormier is fourteen out to seventeen, and English Riviera is fourteen to twenty. Waltz on buys on the quick back up here. Twenty one out to tw- uh, sorry, twenty one out to twenty six into twenty, and then uh, counter headlights is. Fifteen out to twenty one dollars, and I won't bother the rest. Uh, Nico, you've uh, asked us to have a look at uh, both of the uh, the preludes. Let's have a look at the fillies first. Last four hundred here, we have got English Riviera leading, and then uh, Revolutionary Miss in yeah. the red. Storming down the middle in the red. Uh, we're on Revolutionary Miss this day from the yard. Definitely think she's the best of the fillies. Um, coming down the middle, she's probably going to get a similar run in transit. I think in the Diamond, where she's got got to be strong late. The key to the Phillies, I think, is these two insider, the on-speed runners, Miss Rosiana, English Riviera. They could set up quite a fast tempo if they want to here. They went pretty quick in this race, so um, I would imagine out to 1,200, they're both going to be pushing the agenda, even though the stable have kind of come out and said they might take a sit on both, so maybe that leaves Similian kind of coming across. There is a bit of news around the Blue Diamond DK that would just sort of yeah, break Yeah, you just showed form. me, yeah, really fed, Loft, fed inspections. Lofty Strike has uh, been inspected this morning with a bit of lameness, and he's been fives out to sevens already um, ever since yesterday, so maybe the market caught on to that a bit earlier. But So there's always a bit happening. Enthar was the same last year. She had lameness uh, leading in, so... Um, so yep. was it get inspected again tomorrow, I suppose? Is it Friday? Yeah, Friday, make a, call yep. fraud, make a call Friday. Mm-hmm. So plenty happening there. Horses on speed there, English Riviera. Moral. Well, wins the race. If, if, if Unless it's a swoopy swoopy again, I don't know how they can, how, how you can back revolutionary to beat it, but that's just my humble opinion, especially when you're getting 15s one and sixes the other. But these dirty friggin' lob out the back hard on speed, had run-on conditioned back markers all up the front of the market. Surely there's a gap there. Like, seven acts a bit different. It's probably the one that's got upside, but it's got to do, isn't it, the 1,000 to 12? It's one of those ones that's got to do the jump. 
I thought it might have been a little bit of a barrier trial for Sevenac last time. Um, we haven't got his replay, and I was just looking for a bit of DF, and I thought he was still really strong through the line, Sevenac, and I think he can actually sit close. I would have liked it. Like a, a, he's the one out of the ones in the market uh, yeah, that can sit close. Can sit closer, so yeah. he's going 1,000 metres to that. So uh, if it was a barrier trial, and he's since had a jump out, Nico tells me Sevenac, mm. and was meant to go, I'll let him talk about that. But um, mm. usually if... They've had a jump out or a barrier trial in between. It tells me that the horse has come through the last start enormously well and they just way, needed to punch positive. the work into him. It's either a big way, positive. Because it's either cleaned him out, they've needed it, and then they've cleaned him out at the jump out, or like it's like a trial in Sydney and we don't have many, we don't get to see the jump outs. But, Nico? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a real positive. Yeah, jump out was good. Probably the best piece of work that he's done. Um, I'm on him at a much longer price. I don't know if I could chime in at sevens for Sebenak, given his 1,000 out to 1,200, and I think he beat the real C team. There in the chairman's, but he does have a lot of uh, upside compared to, you know, a few of them who have been around there and sort of done it like Revolutionary Miss and all that. But uh, he's definitely probably a map horse. Uh, if we could have a look at the boys' prelude now, I think this is probably the most key form reference in terms of replay point of view. Jack and I at the back, you got Similion kind of blending in, lofty strike down the middle. Um, I think Jackano probably goes very close to winning this race if he jumps with him and goes around him. He had no luck. He's the strongest through the line. The horse I want to take out of this replay is probably Dormier. Um, when the race sort of, when the tempo came out of the race between sort of the eight and the 600, he got a bit wrong. He gets the blinkers on here Saturday. He gets the absolute run of the race. Like Team Friedman, they've won two of the last three Blue Diamonds and they finished second with Hanseatic in the other. So they know the right horse to sort of prepare. He gets the blinkers on. Barry number five, Mark Zara in the worst ground there. Looks like a horse is going to be suited to 1,200. I marked him second favorite, Dormier. Um, I thought he was way over the odds at $17. Jack and I have got favourite. I think he's the best horse in the race. If he can jump better than what he did on sort of last start and he replicates what he did on debut, I think he's clear best of the back markers. Everything I've seen from him in the yard suggests he's probably the best of this lot uh, maturity-wise. So he's my, the favourite in the market. I think Dormier is a good bet at $16. I, I want him on side. And I think Count in the Headlights is the other improver out of that race. Well, Found you, you can ask me about Count in the Headlights. Isn't it Aussie sauce? Oh. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to... Well, what's the mail then, DK? Uh, yes, no. Um, <laughs> he's uh, expecting a very forward showing. Um, I wasn't suited back to the 1100 the other day because he was 12. He won 1200. And then he had to drop back to the 11 the other day. Won a slow 1200. Then went to a real quick 11. 11, yeah. So back up to that. He's going to be what he's going to be. He's going to be strong at the end of the 1200, which a lot of them will knock up, you know, jump and run two year olds. They'll be, um, and he can sort of take a position a bit, bit closer than a few others. So. Oh, he's 20 to 1 or something. Oh, I think he's, he's he said, I believe he's going to run well, yeah. Yeah, if he's winning, I might not be here for the show next week. Because <laughs> you fell in last night. Uh, well, I just took a very long, early price. Oh, oh right, yeah, we're cheering hard. All right, so cheering hard for I it. thought he All was right. the top seed for a while. I, I think yeah. the 1,200 is really going to suit yeah. him. Like, he was the third fastest last 200 metres of that race. Like, he just hit a big flat spot between yeah, the six when and they, the two. when they sprinted, which that just showed the back in distance thing. You yeah, know? so I think another fast run race just... Keep his momentum and be strong. He's yeah. going to keep finding the line. Uh, what'd you make of Hafey? At Bendigo? Yeah. Um, oh, gee, one with a leg in the air. They don't think they ran any time from, from memory? No. No. And I, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough coming out of that into this, but uh, you'd rather the ones already had the run at the track. Yeah, it's a, it's a good race. Uh, I'm kind of against Lofty Strike. I think he picked up the pieces a bit there. Oh, like, he had yeah. the run of the race, a few of them in the inferior ground. I, I would be expecting... Horses like Jack and O, Dormier to turn the tables on him. It may be potentially Similion. So even with the lameness issue now, I'm probably more confident to take him on. So 
Jack and I on top. I think Dormier is a good bet, and Count the Headlights probably the other one I want on side. At uh, Sebenak, I can see why. Nico's on at 100 to 1, Sebenak. He's lost all our numbers. He stays like he's on about 10 of them. At, you've, had a, you've spread oh, far well, and wide, haven't you, Nico? I, I might be the only one on the planet on Sebenak <laughs> at 100 to 1. I have one bet that got turned off straight away. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No gear change, uh, Jack and O. Barrier blanket, blinkers, winkers. He needs uh, leg speed on. Mm-hmm. Like early speed on. Well, what's the yeah. best way to get him out of the gates? What would you have done with the horse? He's got just no speed. It doesn't matter. That horse is just... They're all drawn white. Like, they're just one-trick ponies, all those three favourites. You've got to be looking for holes against them, surely. Like, they're all... What are they, on 9, 10, 11? Mm. And they're just going to go back, back, back. No. They're going to need speed. They're going to need the right run. And they're going to need to get the outside. It's uh, not really a setup for a, a, a grand final two-year-old. Well, I, that's what I, I started... I, I went looking for English Riviera, and then I'm like, oh, here's the horse. If they punch it out... Sebenak, that's that's the one that I want to be on it, and I I, I found the same too. Nico, hang on, Nico, what'd you say? I reckon it has absolutely none. English Riviera marked at sixty to one. There you go. Well, I don't reckon it runs twelve hundred at all. Stay in your lane. Completely yeah. empty late. Eight thousand <laughs> each way. Says what? <laughs> <laughs> win six hundred. Win six hundred. Uh, I think yeah, I think uh, is is the different form that uh, you need, and uh, I think Jackano is uh, the, the hardest to beat there. Any other thoughts, DK? Or are you going to say something? No, no, no. I was, uh, I was just wanted to get that across to Walt. That uh, it's a race where, like, Artorias wins last year. They go hard. Um, Lie sat back. One, they went hard. Tagalol was in the right come, spot. Mick Price said that they come from. It's a midfield. It's a midfield Hatchy race. Flew late to win. You know, like, they, they I, I jump and run two year olds. Go hard early. They knock up. Exactly. Then the mid, the ones with the best, who's had the best runs at the middle of the field, run them over. So we'll see what happens. I think they'll be Jackano. Just quietly, but they do look like they're all camels. <laughs> But you've bagged every two-year-old that stepped out. That's pretty much. Like I watched, I went. I spent like an hour on that race yesterday. They all had the ones that have won have all just had handed the races, mm. and the rest are all just you know. Look, it looks like it's going to be the charge of the light brigade to me. Mm. Yeah, I could save on your horse, but I, I like the other two colts, Sebenak. Yeah, Sebenak. Well, there's the other one I found. But I want to jet. I want Jack and Key change or just something different to get mm. him out. Of, just get him out. I just of, wanted to find something to beat the favourite. Get him out of the, <laughs> the stalls. Oh, it's like me after the Melbourne trip. I just needed a uh, bit of a uh, barrier oh. like or something to uh, get back going. But uh, Oakley Plate is a cracker. These are the races that punters love. Handicaps, nice spread in the weights, and just go like the clappers. Marabi's the favourite here. Got the picket fence. $2.50. We'll stay uh, short, I imagine, in the market. Menage, eight fifty. Away game, $9. Wild Ruler. Uh, this camp likes this race. Nine fifty. Twelve dollars $12. Oxley Road. Bella Nipatina, uh, $13. Jonker. $15, he'll add some pressure to the race. Malkovic, 20. General Bow, 21. Ingratiating, 21. Zatori, 26. Streetcar Stranger, $41. And Poland, 61. Done a lot. Not a uh, not a, not a big field. Oakley plates are usually uh, jam-packed, but uh, this is one of the smaller fields. But uh, Marabi's the horse we're going to have a look at. Nico, take us away. Yeah, I'm struggling to see how she gets beat. This was an enormous win in the Australia Stakes. She did beat horses that were probably there for a look around, so I think the margin's a bit flattering, but the overall time's enormous. The time she ran at Caulfield, track and trip the start prior, and what's going to be a very similar run race in the Oakley Plate was also enormous. Just what she does between the four and the 200 meter mark, she went out fast and then she still has a turn of foot. She ran that section three and a half lengths above on the punting form data. When horses can do that from the front, they're just extremely hard to catch, aren't they? When they can show that turn of foot off the bend, and I think she's going to do something similar there on Saturday. Yeah, what about. Can't get crossed? Yeah, I was going to say Melkovich and Jonker and these things. Well, I think if we. Go back to the Christmas stakes. She did get crossed. She got led by Satorial Splendor in Grandview Avenue, I'm pretty sure, and she sat third. I think similar scenario could happen here. I reckon she's fast enough to lead Malkovich. 
and sort of Yonkart. There's Oxley another one Road in there coming across probably going to be right up there. Um, I think she's fast enough to lead him if they want to, but I reckon it'll be more like that Christmas stakes where she come back, she took a sit, she sort of waited for the on-speed runners to capitulate, car hit the button. She'll be out in a fit like like they'll be flying at her late. If she wins, it might only be by a half length or short half head, but I think it's going to be similar to our Pippi won her Oakley plate. It's just... It's going to be uh, heart the mouth stuff. Rosary mate, beads. Do you want to be in the DK coffin in an Oakley plate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Do you want to be in the coffin in an Oakley plate? <laughs> no, no, you don't. Well, this is. Oh, the... it be whether it will be handlebars down or take this here because they are the instructions on well, Pippi. Handlebars down. You, you would down. think that Bjorn, like Malkovich, he's not sending it down there to sit outside the leader. No. Nah. You know, with fifty-two and a half on its fifty-two on its back, so he's going to have a crack. I don't know about the rest, uh, Jimmy, but the rest will probably take a sit. But Bjorn's is the one to me that's obvious that they think he needs to dominate to have any hope and I'm a bit surprised it's in the race to be honest but um, I can see it having a big crack for the front yeah well mm. Froggy on like he just he's marked urgent nearly every race mm. isn't he we saw yesterday him just own a race at Soundown straight to the front over a thousand so um, yeah I think you probably will lead Marabi I kind of mapped her third it is a good on paces race like I know Warren won this race coming from last but recent years like Shidal, Pippi those sort of horses, they all sort of map on speed and the back markers, they can catch them, but it is a tough ask. And I think it's the B graders taking on a potential A grader. Like she's unbeaten Marabi. She's already proven sort of from a numbers point of view. She's up to the wild rulers, away games, um, jonkers of the world. And I think she is she she's going to have a head start on them and they're going to find it very hard to run her down. I think the danger might be a stable mate. Balani Patina hasn't run a bad race for my use. So she'll be charging late at the end of 1100. Jamie Cargo's aboard there. Um, I'll probably want something on her, but Marabi looks uh, very hard to beat for mine. Mm, two horses that uh, interested me was uh, Zatori uh, from the uh, the Elton Yard. Blinker's first time was an interesting one there. I don't mind horses uh, up in the top of the weights for the Oakley Plate. Um, and Wild Ruler is probably the other one that um, caught my eye. That just looks the, like it's going to plop the, right behind them, and it's like that Snowden going well when they were going bad. Mm. First up, trial like a rocket. It's going to improve. It's going to run your big race for mine, Wild Ruler. Well, it's, it's just just genuine sprinting form. Nature Strip, the Inferno, Nature Strip. So it's Concord and it's going to lawyer and the it's Everest. Still six to lob fourth or whatever it is, right behind. Him. And you're getting sort of nine dollars. And then a horse like Zatori, he's running um, big races behind. He's probably the rung below, um, but he's some some a horse. And going to give him a start most likely. Yeah, and that, that probably leads me back towards uh, horse like, like Wild each Ruler way over. Wild Ruler. Oh, Jesus, I'd be surprised if it wasn't running positively. Mm. All right, tricky race and uh, definitely D-Day for Marabi. It's, uh, it's fascinating to see what's going to happen there. All right, we'll, uh, we'll kick clear across to uh, Muggs Morrill, still on holidays up at South West Rocks. Oh, I've got to assume the position. Balls of steel. Hi, guys. Muggs Morrill this week. The mug is still on holidays. He's got a couple of days ago, he's back at the office at Old Australia Post. So this week, the mug has got two Muggs Morrills this week, one for Sydney, just in case Sydney's off because we've had a shitload of rain in Sydney and there's still more to come. And one for Caulfield. The Sydney Mole is race six, number eight, Ice Bath. It ran very good last start in a stronger race in the uh, Apollo Stakes. Only getting beat 4.28 lengths to think it over. It loves a wet track. It's one second up. It loves the wet. Perfect barrier. Oh. Average barrier, but James McDonald is on board. That is the Sydney moral. And for the Melbourne moral, the mug likes Caulfield race two, number two, 
flying mascot. The mug backed his horse last start when it's uh, winning more uh, at uh, Mooney Valley. Won very good at the Valley. Then it got beat 2.25 lengths in the Group 1 race. And then last start first up, got beat 0.1 lengths to a Group 1 winner who is now retired, Probabil. Every time Blake McDougall's on his horse, it runs a great race, good barrier, second up form, very good. So the mugs two miles this week are Randwick race six, number eight, Ice Bath and Caulfield race two, number two, Flying Mascot. Good luck, guys. And what does the mug say after when we find a winner? Go find your bookie. Good luck. And I'll be back next week hoping we have a moral one. Good luck. Mug might get on the board here. Ivan on the race in depth. Race two, uh, number two, Flying Mascot. Uh, looks uh, the better of the two to my. I think uh, it'll be uh, pretty hard to beat. And Nico, uh, I think we're talking off air about Tom Dabernick. He's uh, He's been going really well and just placing his horses uh, to perfection of late. Yeah, he's absolutely flying, Dabernick, uh, especially in the, the bush. Like he seems to be pacing his horses very well out there and uh, – Fly mascot's probably his banner horse at the moment. They're trying to get her into an all-star mile, I think. So I'm not sure if she made the field or not. Can't remember. But big ownership team behind her, yeah, $1.85 or $1.90 around that mark. Seems about right for her. You could mark her shorter and uh, one for the all-up, so I imagine. Well, dare I ask, race six, ice bath, $2.30. Well, it did stand out to me on the card as the horse that was most ridiculously priced of <laughs> any horse in the meeting. But... Uh, <laughs> Found the right part of the track first up. Obviously, a stronger race. Had the speed on to absolutely suit it. It's going to be dead set last again here, and uh, $2.30 doesn't excite me, but I'll be cheering it for the mug um, because, uh, you know, the Australia Postman needs a winner. Mm. I think it might, uh, based off what Walter said, it might drift, so maybe don't dive into the $2.30. It's a mud, though, be, isn't yeah. it? Ice bath? It's an absolute wet tracker. Like, that's where its best is at. Though. There's about seven of them in the race, and then it, and it's just going to be dead set last. Like, if I think if McDonald wasn't riding it, it'd be four to one. Hmm. Yeah, it's just it, it didn't go that good first up for mine, and then uh, who, uh, hang on, I, I, mate, you, you've got to throw these races at me. This all this, uh, you've got to tell me what the mug is on early. Forbidden love on speed, <laughs> going to fly. The pr- promising success, really good first up. Angelica will be up there kicking. Kiku's got good for Mirror Vision. They're all good horses. You've just got to run past. It's got to be four to one. They can't be. Can't be. I don't think it'll start, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we'll see. I did say don't think it will start favourite. Except if McDonald is a late scratching, it won't start favourite. Okay, so once against that runner, but uh, I think uh, Mug might be on a winner there with uh, Flying Mascot. That will be uh, definitely starting favourite. And it uh, looks uh, perfectly placed there on first look. All right, top sports steamers. Let's have a look at uh, where the, the money's going early. And uh, it's the Blue Diamond, race seven, number 10, Tommy Hafey, uh, 1000 at $19. Aussie here probably uh, bets a little bit bigger than there, so it wouldn't uh, be any of his uh, money. But uh, there's Gay's money after the training. Was it? Can we can we work out if it was straight after football training? Geez, he gets a mail because he's got horses at a few different camps. He'd, he'd be just an absolute mailman, Aussie. With DK or Aussie? No, we have DK. DK's the second hand mailman. <laughs> yeah, I like it. He's feeding off. Pulls up in the Lambo. DK's yeah. there. Mate, take a box of little birdie lagers and give them to Aussie, can you? <laughs> All right, Spike, we'll They're do mids, That's mids not Aussie's also, is it? Is Hafey one of his? Hafey's... Uh, no, but he's in with the camp. Surely yeah. he gets all of them. Like, he just wouldn't just get mail about his own horses. Surely he's got mail everywhere. Yeah, he's got it unlimited, so they're just trying... If you want to have a bet, he'd be the man. Mm. Anyway, 
Uh, pre-post, they've laid a big one here. Revolutionary Miss, 1,000 at 71. Whoever's uh, got this bet, we are cheering you. That's probably, uh, Nico's got probably 1,000 at 100 Sebenac, so he'll be drunk for a week. Uh, Caulfield Race 8, number 9, Menage. This is not a bad bet, 1,000 at $9. I think it's... Uh, well, one, so it's got to be going to be behind. Ne- it'll need behind a little going to follow the favourite yeah. all the way. Probably, probably a trot play, probably wants the favourite to hold the front. Mm. Trial well. Trial very well, Menage. Mm, definitely a knockout chance. I'd have it in uh, the top four. Gator Scooters, top four. Uh, race two, number seven, is Epic Dan, $419. Wet tracker, that's what they're just, that's just all it is. It's uh, probably a run short, but it's a mad wet tracker. Mm. All right. Now, that's the end of the show. I've got to the bottom of the run sheet here. Uh, make sure you get over all over uh, DK's uh, sub at the moment, twenty nine ninety five a week, and then Nico Noonan's uh, mounting out stuff Wednesdays and Saturdays. Walter is racingwatch.com.au and make sure you, uh, you join our silent punters club for uh, Blue Diamond Stakes Day. It'll pop up on uh, Little Birdie TV website. If you haven't downloaded the app, make sure you go to the App Store. We've got it on uh, Apple and Android, so it's all ready to roll there. We've fixed the sound notifications and uh, there's a couple other bugs that uh, we'll fix. They're, uh, they're minor, but um, we've got the banking section uh, absolutely Mickey Mouse. So I'm going to kick off the bank with a 1,000 of my own. And uh, who knows uh, what we're going to raise in the next uh, 24, 48 hours. But it uh, should be a heap of fun. And it'll just be a combination of uh, everyone's best bets for the day. We'll have a couple of multis. So if we start uh, with a 20K bank, we'll try and get it to 50 or 100 or something like that. We'll, um, we'll swing pretty aggressively on uh, on Saturday, I think. And it's a really good grand final day. It's a good uh, good day to bet and have a bit of a, uh, a go there. So fingers crossed uh, DK can find something uh, out wide. Where are they on Saturday, DK? Uh, Yarra, Yarra Glen. Yarra Glen. Yarra Glen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Find something to jump on the bunny there. Some mad leaders yeah. track. Nah, we'll see how we go. Mm. It's uh, Doom and Caulfield, Morfittville, and maybe some Ascot, a bit Alice Springs. But I've got homework. I've got to go and look Angus Chum, and I've got to go and do a silent disco. I've got big things, big, big, big things ahead today. And Tim Pin Bowling. Tim Pin Bowling tonight, mate. 6.30. We're there tonight. Three games, hot dog, shop fries and a Coke for $27.50. We'll be there. We'll be there tonight. <laughs> you must have some characters there, though. Like, I... Oh, Always Jokes the, aside, the first got the guy who's in my team. He they, the mask. I didn't realise everyone's got the mask on at the moment. He's, he looks like he's about a sixty-year-old married dude. Didn't talk to me for the first two weeks. Not a word. I'm the only bloke <laughs> in his team. We're two out of three or whatever. And then we got another guy. He's brasses after a week. Third week, the mask came off. He's got two teeth, old mate. And I'm like, holy, now he's my bestie. <laughs> it took him a couple of weeks to warm up like your dog. But uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Right, I went out to Rabina uh, 10 pin bowling the other night, took the kids to the arcade, and I tell you what, it was like walking onto the scene of the Big Lebowski or something like that. It was like I was in middle America. The bowl, the, the 10 pin bowling people, they're, they're just, it's sort of like different the carnies at the fair. You get some guys there on the Thursday night, they roll in with nine balls, mate. Like it's a, it's a dead set. <laughs> Thursday night's Bastics League, and people come in with nine balls, you know, like a uh, uh, dead set, like they're coming off the PBA tour. It's too good. Kingpin and all over. What's a, what's oh, I love it. Kingpin was a movie about these sort of characters, a, a Tempin bowling movie with Woody Harrelson. What's Absolutely. a bowling ball set you back? I got free shipping and got a bit excited away on their uh, Amazon there a few weeks ago and bought about 1200 bucks worth. I think that bought me... Four? Four bowling balls. Where's it, mate? I got that yesterday. Can you let's see? Where's, where's my man, Borco? The old <laughs> that Yeah, that lobbed in the – yesterday, Bill Murray, he's my favourite. Uh, he was out of kingpin there with the ball with the with the rose inside it. That's I've been ribbon. trying to find one. Oh, yeah. That's yeah the I don't home- mind a bit of Bill Murray. He's my favourite. Yeah, that's the homework for this week. Go find kingpin. Great, man. Nico, you're just giving me an education of all these uh, old classics. All right. That's uh, that's a wrap from us. Make sure you uh, join the Punnets Club, uh, get around Little Birdie TV, and hopefully uh, we'll see you in a winner or two for this weekend.